On this episode of Beyond the Rig, we are going to be talking to two military veterans. One is a driver of our Fleet of Heroes truck, and the other one is a recruiter who recruits for our military personnel. I'm excited about this episode. Let's get trucking. This is Beyond the Rig. Linda, we need some high energy from you today. We know you spent a couple weeks in podcast training camp. <laughs> and uh, this morning, you know, we've talked about this script and everything, what we should and shouldn't do over here. So, number one, I need you to, A, wing it, bring the energy, because we've got a couple special guests here, and we need to be on our best behavior for these two special guests. It's a unique podcast today on Beyond the Rig. Do you know who we have? Who do we have, Will? Well, it's it usually we have just like just a driver or someone involved in transportation. For the record, we never just have just a driver. They're all unique. They're no such thing. Yeah, but anyway. Okay. On this one, we actually have a driver. Yes. And then we have a recruiter. Ooh. So it should be bloodshed because we're telling them <laughs> to take the gloves off and they are both prior military. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. So you want to introduce our guests? I'm did a, we introduce our show? We did. Don't you remember, Linda? I hope you did well in your podcast boot camp. And we uh, had two special guests on this episode of, of Beyond the Rig. All right. Introduce our guests. I'm going to let you this time. All right. So we have Rick. Rick Reichert, who is driving the uh, Fleet of Heroes truck. Yeah. Number two. And we have David. David is our recruiter who recruits for the military. So I've got to ding the bell over here. Ding, ding, ding for like the boxing match over here. So I'm taking the gloves <laughs> off first because punctuality is usually what we tell drivers. Oh. And here we have Rick who came in like 35 minutes late <laughs> over here. And we're going to get the feedback from a recruiter <clears throat> on what he would think of that. But first of all, Rick, it's all fun and games. I, well, I, welcome I, to the show. I called my driver manager and just let him know, you know, it's okay. <laughs> you communicated. <laughs> yeah, you know. And the driver manager didn't call us. Didn't let us know. <laughs> didn't let us know. Yeah, so I said I was going to get you when we come in. And he did. All right. How many push-ups are me and you doing? Not Ooh, me, you. That's what I'm talking about. It should be both of you. I would fall down like a sack of potatoes, man. Did you see the driver appreciation mm -hmm. where they had this beast, Lovey? Oh, my gosh. That guy had hydraulic fluid going through his body. And he really I, did. I am not one for doing push-ups. Maybe the ice cream with the stick and everything, that would be about the only push-up you get from me, bro. I mean, he <laughs> you said he had stuff flowing through his <laughs> Rick, we know that you were prior um, Air Force, yep. right? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about the transitioning from, from Air Force into trucking. Um, it's actually in, in my career field, it was a lot easier because I was heavy equipment and I was, you know, a trainer. And so I had all of that equipment already on my license for the military. And so did you hold a CDL while you were in? Not a CDL. It was a, it was a base driver's license. Um, but you know, getting it was almost like an act of getting your CDL. Oh, wow. And then, um, I think now they actually do do CDLs on base now, but, um, or at least transitioning to it. But, yeah, you still have to test and everything else. It's all exactly the same. And then you have to do another test to be a trainer or instructor. Uh, so I've had to do that on all of our equipment, including, you know, all the stuff that we need when we go <laughs> physically go overseas. Uh, so I've had to learn some Army equipment, too. So oh. And then I had to teach people that same stuff. So, yeah. But, but back to the transitioning part, you know, all of that equipment, that was nothing. Um, learning military driving on roads versus civilian driving on load roads is a little different. Uh, number one, we have to pay attention to rules in the, in the real world here. So, um, hold on, please explain. What do you mean by no <laughs> rules in the military? What? Let, let's I hear mean, about this. Strapping it down, getting it there. That's it. End of story. So did you have to actually strap it down? Did you just oh, yeah, throw yeah, it yeah. on there and go? No, we, everything was strapped down. Everything was chained properly and everything else. We, we were mostly like flatbed stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? Like knowing the proper way to chain it down. We did everything the right way. We just didn't have to go through way stations and stuff like that. We didn't have all those normal things that, that we worry about now. Did you, go, did you go around them? We didn't even do logs. Yeah. I, I don't even, you know, we stopped it uh, from one base to the next and just kept going. Um, mostly it was overseas though. So 
that's one of those things. If you can learn how to drive in Iraq or Korea, <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> you know, LA's giving it a run for its money, and Phoenix isn't that far <laughs> off, too. But did you yeah. know how to get around the scales in other countries? There was no scales. Okay. Yeah. Checking. We we didn't. I'm more interested that. on this outlaw driving that you're talking about. <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, I think the outlaw was just trying not to overtake too many folks at once. <laughs> but yeah. Once I you, mean, that's incredible, though, when you really think about it, because here we're in the U.S., we're used to our roads, you know, one goes this way, one comes this way, right? And um, maybe you've got two lanes or maybe you've got five or ten. <laughs> but in some of the other countries, yeah, I mean, there are little narrow roads, potholes all over the place, like, right. um, kept. We did a job in Grenada. We were rebuilding a school, and that was one of the things we need to learn, too, because all of our vehicles had to go from our, you know, like a, a police station, basically, that we turned into a camp over to, like, a gutted-out movie theater that we were building a school on. Um, and all of a sudden, all these new kids that have never been overseas before all had to learn how to drive on the other side of the road because it's a British colony. Uh, so, yeah, that's you had to learn real quick. And then every day, somebody would, like, you know, going around the roundabouts or whatever, you're going the wrong way. But <laughs> So it's like people walking in Walmart in a store, they just don't know the side of the road. Exactly. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> that's that's the best way to describe it right there. <laughs> oh, wow. So you have to go to Walmart to get training is what it's like being in other countries. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. But, no, I, I, you know, but it, all in all, the transitioning and being away from home, things like that, you know, you, you were a spouse for – a long time and you know hardest working people in the military right there and um i my wife never like her job never stopped as soon as i started driving she's still kind of doing the bills and all that stuff is still taken care of the same way it was before you know we're just a lot closer yeah so. i think that's um a lot to be said you know to be successful um in this industry you have to have a great support system at home mm, in absolutely. order to keep uh, keep the home running while you're out over the road right. delivering. So it's important. Absolutely. For the spouse. So, yeah, it's 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 super easy, and you know, I it, it might be a little difficult coming from other career fields, but like I was able to come right over. I think my resume was literally my base driver's license. You know what I mean? And and when I talked to you, I don't know if you guys remember. I don't know if she's still with us or not, Jenny. Um, she was my recruiter. Tyler? And yes. Yeah, she's still here. And she's running like 5,000 mile marathon. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably somewhere uh, in the United <laughs> States running right now. Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I was literally coming back from another orientation when she called me back. And I was literally set up, I mean, as soon as I got back to Vegas. And it was just boom, right to the next. Were you cheating wow. on us? Or so you was went from before? one orientation I, to the next? I didn't know who you guys were, even though you're like a mile away from my house in Vegas. Um, I was still trying to do, I was trying to keep up with the four, uh, uh, the flatbeds. And oh. so I went to Melton and I rang the bell. I just, something about lifting hundred pound tarps in the rain. It just felt like I was in the wrong branch of service. <laughs> sounds completely horrible. <laughs> it, it was a great experience, but after, you know, after I got in the hotel and I was like, all right, what was the next one on my list? And I'm like, yeah, I see these guys all the time. And it was just, I'll give them a call. Or I, I filled out the app, actually. And right away, they called me. So this is and out of the military, and this is how you got in. You got your CDO outside of a outside um, school, or did you go through night? No, well, no, I, I got my license through the military. I, I Sorry, I skipped that part. Uh, I got my license right out of the military. You have a year to get your CDL if you have a base driver's license with tractor trailers and all that stuff on it. And then all you have to do is test. You don't have to do a road test or anything like that. Oh. Uh, so all it takes is hands on while you're in right. service. You just need your commander's signature is all you need. And so I just had to take the paperwork back in there and knock on the door and, you know, get the signature. And then I just went <laughs> straight to the DMV and took the test. And, yeah, I think it was the uh, first time you just take the test and get it out, out of the way. So you've oh, got wow. your CDL. Mm -hmm. Now you're out there to find the perfect match. Right. So... Yeah, this is where we have this is where we have your recruiter come in. You're right. going to tell the story, and he's going to see if you're somebody that he would want to recruit and help <laughs> others. Okay, so you've got your CDL, right? And is this online? You're going through and just putting your name out there. 
He did the, yeah, yeah, the online yeah. application. Fortnite? Fortnite. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, all it was was just a simple little thing you fill out and it's, it, it, I don't know if it's the same or not, but uh, you know, you just fill it out and it's, it's real simple. You just tell it what, you know, and I don't even think you had to install anything in, as far as like your resume or anything like that. Right. I think that's all done through the recruiter after you make contact. <clears throat> and then as soon as she called me back, you know, she said, okay, you know, do you have this and this and this? And I had already had it on my phone uh, from a previous mistake. And I, I, I sent that to her right away. And I, I sent my base driver's license and she actually had to call me and ask me what some of them were. Cause they're all abbreviated. Right. You know what I mean? And I was like, I was circling all the tractors and trailers and stuff like that. And she's like, all right, you, you qualify, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then it was just get in for orientation. And how long ago was this process? Uh, this was in almost exactly six years ago. It was right around November of 2015. Wow. So, yeah, and I, I think February was my last out of the military. So just... Oh, so you didn't have much... Yeah, I, I did a little <clears throat> stuff here and there just to keep myself busy, and then it was just time to kind of get things rolling. So, you know what I mean? I, I was questioning whether I should do construction, things like that, and... Not a lot of hiring going on in, in, in Vegas. You don't um, want to do construction out there, man. It's too hot. <coughs> it's too hot. Yeah, ugh. In hindsight, I definitely made the right move. Absolutely. <laughs> so now we want to stop you there to bring your recruiter, David, on. David? Yes. Hey, Unique, you also serve, so thank you both for your service, first and foremost. And then from his perspective, does it sound like you do things a little bit different nowadays, or is that your process on how no, you pretty, would go it's out? It's pretty similar still. You know, uh, on our side, you know, we wouldn't see all the other stuff he had going on. We would just see the uh, app come through. Right. Um, and, you know, something that we try and focus on in recruiting is time to contact, right? So as soon as that app hits, you know, we want to we wanna jump on it as fast as we can because we do understand that we're not the only carrier out there, right? And a lot of times... Um, some of these these folks are when they when the drivers are going on to apply, they're on a on a website that maybe it's not necessarily ours. It just might be something that we're a part of. Um, so there might be fifteen other guys doing exactly what I'm doing. Uh, so we want to make sure that we jump on them as fast as we can. Sounds like right. Jenny did that, and yeah. uh, so that's what we we still try and do that. And that's something that probably will never change, you yeah. know, unless it's a direct um, application that we have that just right. comes to us. And the, um, the rapport was amazing right off the bat. Yeah. And she even called me like on weekends. I mean, just, you know, how's things going, things like that, you know, very much like the driver manager does or sure. should do just to check up on you and be like, hey, how are right. you doing today? Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, I think it's the the personal feel that kind of sets us apart too, that we cool. try and make sure that we do. Um, if I, one of the first questions that I like to talk about is our pet policy. So if someone has a pet, I need to know that dog's name right off the bat, you know, and First thing I ask is, you know, like our one of our drivers that we just got started last week, you know, I'm like, call her up this today when she was on, she took her first load. And I was like, how's Tatum? How's Tatum liking the ride? <laughs> you know, so you uh, you got to make sure that you have the uh, the personal touch. Absolutely. That's what's going to set us apart, yeah. And a lot of recruiters don't have that, man. Not always. <laughs> yeah. Not always. So it's unfortunately one of those things that um, it's not a box you can just check. Right. It's not something you can always teach. So it's something that, you know, um, I think that, Folks that are, folks like you and I that people can't shut up are the ones that can <laughs> do well with this. <laughs> they try to yeah. put a gag on me every week on this show. Um, they keep bringing me back. I have no yeah. idea why. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. The gags don't work. We've tried. So your, your role with a company is strictly what? I know you recruit, but what do you go out and do? I focus on uh, active duty soldiers and veterans. And where do you look for those? So right mm -hmm. now I do a lot of focus on the school. We are partnered with Troops of Transport, mm -hmm. uh, which is they have six different locations across the country. Most of them are on military installations. Um, actually, I think all but one is on a military installation. And uh, so we focus on those... Um, that's a good, that eats up a lot of time, to be honest with you. Um, but whenever anybody puts an application in, there is a spot where they put down if they are prior service or not, or if they're still in. So that gets <coughs> tagged as well. Um, myself, personally, that's all that I do. But we do have a number of other recruiters that get those leads as well. Uh, so, so we can make sure that, again, time to contact is important. Right. And so we do focus on the, uh, the veteran community as, as heavily as possible. So we do have a number of recruiters that assist me in that as well. 
So, but me personally, I focus on the schools. Um, we do, you know, a lot of job fairs. Like next week, I'll be on uh, Fort Bragg. Um, just it's a recruiting military. Last month we were at Fort Hood. In January we'll be in Fort Hood again. Um, you know, so we try and hit military installations as best we can. Yeah. Uh, keep that going. Uh, you know, to make sure everybody knows who we are, uh, and let them know that you know we do have a lot of programs just you know for them internally as well. That's awesome. Oh, wow, that's cool. So there's one. I know there's a program that we offer that's um, unique. Mm-hmm. I, at one time I, there was only two people who had this particular program. I don't know if that's still the case or not. But I'm referring to our military apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. But it's unique, and if you would like to, yeah. So um, it's it's not <clears throat> it's becoming more commonplace now because it's through the VA. Um, so corporations are able to get into it because it really it's something that we provide to our drivers that doesn't doesn't benefit us as a corporation at all uh, financially by any means. It's strictly there for our drivers, and that's it. So if they have money left on or time left on their GI Bill, we're able to put them in the apprenticeship program for 12 months once they start. And what that does is it provides them with BAH, the basic housing allowance, um, once they are driving. And so depending on where they, live, where they are based out of, not where they live, but where their terminal's at, we go off of that. So someone for um, someone in Dallas, they'd make an extra $1,700 a month uh, just off of that. Again, it doesn't come to us at all. Go straight from the government to their checking account. Um, that's something we have set up. What we're super proud about having here, another program that we have, is that we have an internal scholarship program. What that is is that night transportation will pay for your school um, in its entirety, and you don't you don't pay it back. A lot of a lot of other companies that we or a lot of other schools we work with, you know, we can you know send any driver any anybody to school, <coughs> and you know they kind of pay it back over the course of a, a year or two. Uh, for veterans, anybody who has a DD-214 with an honorable discharge just goes to school, and we, we cover the cost of that. Okay. If they come here uh, to our school here in Phoenix, we actually pay them while they're in school, which is even better, right? Right. <laughs> um, and we'll take care of housing and everything else. So that's probably what I'm probably more excited about and more uh, proud of, you know, if mm-hmm. you will, because it's something, again, that we just as mm-hmm. a corporation have decided to provide this to our veterans. It's not something that we don't receive anything for it. We just make sure that our drivers are taken care of. So let me get this straight. They get the BAH mm-hmm. um, from the military. They get a paycheck mm-hmm. from night transportation and their schooling is not, we pay for it a hundred percent. hundred percent. And their housing we pay for a hundred percent. Well, yes. Yeah. So, um, while they're while they're in school, right, right, right. Yeah, they're, in they're in school. Yeah. Sorry, I should have I yeah. should have specified that. <laughs> yeah, while yeah. they're in school. Yeah, and then I mean we do re, we do ask that they, you know, drive with us for a month for a year, um, but that's the only requirement with the scholarship. the The VA apprenticeship program there's no requirement, no requirements on that. Yeah, just they just have to have the time left on their GI Bill. That's all. Okay. So two questions: one for you, Rick, as a driver, and Dave, one for you as a recruiter. <clears throat> Rick, we're going to let you go first since you were last to come in. Okay. <laughs> you're you're selling driving to a veteran. Why are you saying, hey man, get into trucking? Why? What are the <clears throat> benefits? Um, let's see. I could go on for an hour about this, but I won't. Um I can tell you that in from a veteran's point of point of view, a lot of us come out of the military. And we like to do jobs where we are just in a box on our, you know, by ourselves. Um, but the joy of getting out there and doing something and having everything. I mean, you are your own supervisor, you're your own safety guy. You're, you know, you know, your, your driver manager is right there next to you, but at the same time, you're in charge of everything around you. So it's, it's a little like having your own business. It's a little like ha- making your own decisions, stuff like that. Um, from a military point of view, what I would say is because of the leadership skills that we get, because of the motivation that we are kind of driven towards, mm-hmm. we tend to make a better recruiter, a recruitee, recruitee than a lot of uh, other folks because we come from, you know, we, we can't sit still. We can't sit still. After, especially me, after 20 years in the military, you, you can agree with me on this one. 20 years in the military, sitting at home ain't going to cut it. 
<laughs> you got to get up. You got to move. You got to move. And, you know, this is a big motivator. You're out there doing your thing. You're getting job done. You're doing something for the country. You're still serving. Right. You know what I mean? And that really, you know, doing stuff above yourself. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what we're kind of ingrained with. And it never goes away. And it's it's a waste if you go do something else with that. And honestly, I, I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. So, I mean, you know, I, that's that's the short answer. Yeah, you are. Other drivers. Yeah, yeah. For, um, the, for the referrals, right? You get to, you get referrals. True, true. Come see me. Get, get a pin. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll tell you my life story. <laughs> well, Dave, he really. I know. Sorry, Linda must have turned my microphone off. Somebody needs to turn yeah, his microphone wow. off. I mean, I just told you guys about the gag order. Now they're over here pulling my plug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry. So, Dave, he set the bar really high, man. I know. I'm yeah. like, ugh, recruit, yeah. army, come. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm sorry, what was the question? I can't. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Um, you know, honestly, when, when I'm talking to these folks, you know, I, I really touch on everything that he said, you know, because, one, the biggest one is that all of these men and women put their hand up and they took an oath to, to take care of us as a country, right? Right. They're doing the same thing when they drive a truck. They're doing the exact same thing. It's no different than being a doctor performing surgery on, mm -hmm. on your fellow man or being a farmer providing food. You know, I, one of my favorite sayings in our industry is that if you bought it, a truck brought it. You true. know, I love that saying. True. And it's so true that our, these, these folks, they, they're used to just providing their time, their energy, their, their life yeah. to take care of, of something better greater than themselves. And so um, as, as awful as it sounds, I, I feed on that. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but it's, it is something that I don't have to recruit these guys. I just have to get them signed up. Yep. You know, um, you know, you talk to, you know, folks like Rick and Marsha that, you know, uh, one of our other drivers um, in our, in our heroes fleet that just, they just love what they do, you know, and they loved what they did in the military. They loved, you know, taking care of everything else. And they're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. So they might as well get a paycheck, you know, while yeah. they're while they're taking care of that too, you know. So, and our uh, referral bonus just went up too. So keep that in mind too. So. <laughs> yeah. Rick, Rick, you touched on something that um, I never really even thought of, and you'd said, you know, that you don't in the service you don't want to be in one place for very long. Like you don't want to just sit at home. I never really thought about that in, in trucking, but I know we used to call it the two-year itch, right? You get yeah. somewhere, and it's like, it's yeah. been two years. Like, when am I getting orders? I'm ready to go. We've right. been here for a long time. Right. Um, and so I could see where it's almost like you, when you go home, then you go TDY, yeah. so to speak, right? And you go out over the road, and then you're back. Right. And then you go again, TDY again, so you're constantly on the move. And I never made that correlation between um, – the military and trucking until you said that. And I was like, you know what? He's a hundred percent right. Yeah. And communication is a lot easier when you're on the road. Other than going overseas where you're not allowed to say anything or say anything where you are. Or, or you're on the morale else. calls that are like 10, 10 minutes long. Somebody else is listening those. to you. <laughs> I totally, yeah. The phone banks. <laughs> those yeah. are the worst. <laughs> I mean, as the family members, we appreciate it, but yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. It's <clears> definitely <throat> easier for you. You can FaceTime once you're, once you're stopped and be able to see your family, which oh, is yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's super easy. So I got a question for you. Um, actually, I just cut you off because were you going to ask something before? I don't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to gag them um, <laughs> <laughs> or be accused of gagging them. <laughs> um, so now, now, I mean, you've been driving now since 2000, would you say 2016, 2015? End of 2015. Yeah. 15, November. So, um, what are, what are certain items that you have in your truck that you could not live without? And so we have new drivers coming into the industry. Um, hmm. Let's share with them some items that you have that are important to your everyday life while out of Please don't say a can of chili. <laughs> Please say a can of chili. Please don't say a can of chili. <laughs> I think when I started, I literally brought like a half a box of MREs that I still had in my house. 
Oh gosh. <laughs> but that's not a necessity. Um, Did you have the little warmers too, so at least you could oh, warm yeah. them up? Yeah. <laughs> Those are actually good. No, they're not. Oh, they are. <laughs> no. You got old ones. Oh, they're awful. Five fingers of death rules still, but they don't make them yeah. anymore. <laughs> um, no, the, the, the essentials on your truck. I would say. <clears throat> I, I do you mean like living? Or do you mean like, like what? Tools what makes or? Rick happy having these five items on oh, your truck? happiness? Oh, um, that you couldn't do without. Aside from my GPS, uh, <laughs> your Woody yeah. GPS my would Woody. be one. Oh, if, that, if that's one, name it. Yeah, GPS would be. Uh, one. I mean, remember you're talking to all the drivers out there, not Linda and Will. You're telling yeah. everybody else what are the five things that make your life you can't live without. That's a hard one. You know what? I gotta say my crockpot. Yeah. You know, I, you know, and I started with the lunchbox and I worked my way up to a better one. And now I've got like an entire kitchen basically in my truck. Um, but yeah, I mean, those little things, because, you know, you were talking chili, you can cook anything in a lunchbox and you can just grow from there. Um, it's important when you're first out on the road, you're not going to make money right away. You know what I mean? When you're learning, you're learning. You're not really making the big dough. So spending 12 bucks a meal ain't going to cut it. You got to learn to cut back and like go to the dollar store and like, you know, get, get all your food that you need. That'd be where the chili comes in. Yes. $12 (laughs) was not a can of chili on the bottom shelf. Um, That's That's an important first step for any new driver, especially if you're not, you know, financially able to do those kind of things. But otherwise, I mean, you know, the things like, like, EVs and, and GPS and things like that. Like my bonuses paid for all those things. So awesome. I didn't have them right away. You know what I mean? So we got to keep you on track, Rick five. Focus. This is only a two hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, it's like I mean, the David Letterman top 10, Rick top five. Go. My serious radio. Your what? My serious XM okay. stereo. Okay. XM. Um, he already said crock pot and crock pot and, crock pot. and GPS. 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 There's three. I think that my phone communication. Okay. There's four. Gotta have that. One more. That one gets me paid too. <laughs> wow, one more. Um, you don't gonna, have a pillow. I'm you don't gonna have say a pillow. Say, oh, well, that's I mean, what I was gonna say. A pillow. You got a seal movie? I mean, teddy bear. I got a whole bed set that somebody provided my 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 truck. So <laughs> I feel I mean, like you paid him. This is all about Linda. The all about Linda <laughs> hour. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I. You yeah. have a favorite pillow? You know, like when my, I go home, man, I, I have Force, to have my pillow. My Air Force mink blanket that my mom gave me like 10 years ago is on there. So okay. I, oh, that's, that's definitely nice. on the list. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's, I mean, that doesn't leave the truck. Yeah. Right. Well, it gets washed, but. Yeah. I'm about to say. Yeah. <laughs> we, do, we do offer free laundry facilities. <laughs> we do. So, so, Will, since you were all over him, let's see for you, what would have been in your five when you were driving, what would have been five items that were... Number one, picture of the family. Oh. Always, because I'm traveling and seeing my family actually kept me motivated. Okay. And uh, number two was uh, my pillow. Uh, number three, I had my dog. His teddy bear. I had my dog on the truck over here. Uh, number four, nobody ever says clothes. You got to have clothes because it's kind of a crime to walk around in public with no clothes on. So that was a necessity. And... All of my food that I enjoyed because I stayed the heck out of truck stops. Yeah. 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 You stayed out of truck stops. Stayed out of truck stops. So um, I, I got a couple of those. You mentioned <laughs> you mentioned the crock pot. So what are some easy, quick mm. uh, meals that you can make in your crock pot? I mean, it's hard to mess up a crock pot meal. <laughs> it really is. I mean, because you get, literally five o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning before I get started with my day. I'll throw in either frozen chicken or, or prepared meat, whatever, and just throw in a bag of vegetables. I, I bag everything separately, and I put them in the freezer. So you prep before you get to the truck? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. we do the whole Sam's Club run and, you know, pack everything in as tightly as we can. I got a little one-cubic freezer. and, and Do you pack it in Ziplocs? Yes. That way they lay flat in the yeah. freezer? Yeah. yeah. I, I always tell drivers, put it in Ziplocs. Don't mm-hmm. use bowls, Ziplocs. Yeah, yeah. freeze it when it's still kind of, yeah. It, yeah. It's easier to stack. And, um, yeah, it's literally just putting in meat and then vegetables and then, you know, throw in a side at your last hour of the day. Uh, you know, that's the easy way out. I mean, but 
a lot of times I'll try to do like the, you know, the Indian food or, or, you know, stuff like that, you know, stuff that's really aromatic, drives you crazy by the time your, your shift is done. <laughs> it's you're just starving. you in the truck your though, right? Your stomach is yeah. like, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and literally it's just sitting next to you the whole day. And I mean, how, how easy is that? Um, that's one of the things I mean, with the inverter and everything else. I mean, it's easy just to plug stuff in and, and do what you need to do. Um, easy recipe. Like I said, anything with meat in it, uh, I think it's tiki marsala is an Indian dish. You know, it's literally just the sauce over the chicken with some either rice or noodles. Um, you know, it, that's, that's about as easy as it gets. I used to make shepherd's pie. Oh, good the stuff. Time. Cause that's literally just, just pile it on. And then just let it sit. And yeah. What's the most disgusting thing you've eaten out on the road? <laughs> In this country or? You're asking that <laughs> to a right, military guy who's eaten military. anything. Oh, see, I always like taking it down a level. What's the most dis- disgusting you ate over the road? Uh, Don't say the meatloaf. Well, I'm <laughs> Don't from say Tennessee, the man. I've tried possum, squirrel, rabbit, all that. And that's totally he, disgusting. This guy's <clears throat> horrible. You just didn't have it cooked right. Well, it wasn't roadkill. That's what everybody says. Hey, Will, did you just scrape it up off the road over here? I go to truck stops, and he didn't have possum on the menu. That's what they always blast me. Yeah. So I, I get down. I'm like, Barbara Walters, Rick, what is the most disgusting thing you've ever had in your life on the road? We're going to call him Barbara in the green dress. So on the road. I can go before the road, but. Yeah, don't go other countries because I, I, I have to get to the lower continuous 48 yeah. states over yeah. here. Don't call them out by name because they might be listening. No. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I would say there's been some questionable hot dogs that may have been on the roller too long. Oh yeah, that's as exotic as you're going to get in this country. So. Hot dog, yeah, that's. There yeah. are some. Sometimes you do look at them, and they're. I pretty worked yuck. at a meat processing and plant before. Not the big name ones. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah, I know what goes in a hot dog, bro. And yeah. so, do you eat Probably. hot dogs? Do I? Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Well, what's the best thing you've had since we took it down? Wait, hold on. To like go, the, what, what about like like roadside sushi? Isn't that like kind of? That would be that possum. Fire? That's what okay. we call possum. Yeah. I didn't try it. I've seen it. Yeah. I feel like that um, might be playing with a little bit of fire there. Living in Vegas. I, I, Gas oh. station sushi. Gas yeah. station oh, sushi. Oh, that yeah. can't be good. Yeah. That's what you see those guys sitting on the side of the road in the middle of Texas, and they have the big... Sonoran shrimp that they brought back in a bucket with no ice. <laughs> it's great. It started off but as that's ice. that's got to be cooked. <laughs> it's not, well, it's that's not. Frozen. That's got to be cooked. Yeah, partially alive. <laughs> I, I think I've had like near misses on food poisoning enough to stay away from stuff that looks questionable. We're yeah. not talking about truck stop food. We're now talking about the best food you've had. Oh. Yeah. We don't want to blast the bad stuff. I want to build it up now. We've taken it down. Now I want to build you up before we pass it off oh. to Dave. I'm, I'm thinking there was a place in Louisiana. It was a gas station, actually. Huh? But it had really good food in the back. And I wish I could remember the name of it. I would definitely shout them out. You said but in the back. Was it like a secret knock on the door? No, they just had like a little oh. cafe on the back side. Oh, and attached to it. Yeah. And, you know, the only thing they didn't have was gator meat. That's the only thing I really walked over there for. Oof. Right. But it's good. The rest of it was so good. I I, I, I forget what it's called. Boudin. 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 And, oh, man. Yeah. That one. And then the sausages and everything else that they have in there. Yeah, everything was top-notch. Right. For a gas station. If we could ask the gas stations, can we get something at these truck stops other than a subway? True. Right? Well, they have yeah. a Chester's. Uh, it's, it's almost nine times out of ten subway if I have to walk into another truck stop and smell subway bread. <laughs> That's good yeah. stuff. That's healthy for Every you. Every single time. Bread. Like, you, it's not real bread. <laughs> That's what they said. Well, it's, it, I mean, it smells good, and I do love bread, but every single time you got to have that. Can we have something different? Well, you like meatloaf. Maybe yeah, Rick walks in and Fresh. says, I mean, this meatloaf over here at Flying J stinks. Have you had the PJ Fresh? Yes, I have. Is it See? good? It depends on where you go. Ah, I knew Linda was faking it. No, 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 no. It, it, <laughs> The way, the way they have their new setup, and this is not like an ad for them, but their whole new setup now, it, it's like you're a little kid in the cafeteria, but with a little bit better food. Without yeah. the meatloaf? Yeah. Yeah, because Linda just said, oh, my God, the meatloaf is to the die meatloaf for. The meatloaf is good. Yeah. Beef stew. I mean. He totally debunked you. Look, we tried to find a PJ Fresh. You hear that, Pilot? We tried to find one here in Arizona close by because we were going to go eat, and we could not find one. Meatloaf drove <laughs> them out of business. So, Pilot. Hey. Flying J, 
They're Please making money put on the pizza. In a PJ Fresh. <laughs> They're making money on the pizza. Yeah, I haven't had their pizza there from 2015 to now. It was like unedible to like almost gourmet now. Wow. I would say, yeah. So they especially step up the game. When they do something like a brisket pizza, I mean, they're, they are stepping it up a little bit. You know, A brisket pizza? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're you not from Texas. Low, you no longer count. We have to make our guy Dave feel important. I'm like, right. starving. <laughs> oh, so I know, I'm my like, stomach is crawling. I'm not going to lie. Dave's belly's yeah. over here. He's over here looking at his watch like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, I already ate my watch. What are you talking about? So I have to ask you, man. Nastiest thing you've ever had. In 48? Yeah. I don't care where. Just, we're just going to totally go raw savage you know here. I, I don't I don't have any problem saying this. The nastiest thing I've ever ate was my ex-wife made this salmon <laughs> patty thing. The salmon. It was it was awful. Even the dog was like, nah, man. Nah, we're not we're not having that ever again. So oh she can't come God. after you for any kind of uh, financial oh, support right now? No, not anymore. Yeah, kids okay. are old. Good. Yeah. good. So good. shout yeah. out to the ex-wife. You yeah. cannot touch him now. Yeah. <laughs> Do not make salmon. Yeah. You're in a safe place now. So if, yeah. I, if I'm being hundred percent honest, when we first got when I got well, if I first got married, I wasn't as a kid, we weren't in the kitchen with our parents. We were supposed to be working on school. We did sports and anyways, um, so I didn't know how to cook. And we didn't have Pinterest, right? So I had to learn how to cook. And so I tried my hand at meatloaf. And my husband, I love him to death, and he was so sweet because he tried his hardest to eat it, but he couldn't. It was awful. It was the worst thing. I didn't even bother. Yeah. But we didn't. it wasn't like we had enough money that we could just toss out that food mm-hmm. and make another one, you know, just we didn't have that kind of money. So we had no choice but to try to, to eat it. It was the worst thing ever. And now I can make meatloaf, but I couldn't in the very beginning. Well, no wonder you awful. like the meatloaf from the PJ Fresh. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been traumatized. Took, took you back. <laughs> I was traumatized. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Now, what we did learn out of that situation, because it's so it's funny because I remember it like it just happened. Mm-hmm. But I was stationed in Yuma, and she tried making it. And she's actually a pretty decent cook, you know. Um, but we left. We just, like, threw it away. And there's, like, this little pizza place on base there. And that's how we discovered the calzones and the, the oh, yeah. best calzones oh. in southern Arizona there on Yuma Proving Grounds. Did you hear what we did with this? Sucky food segments here on the next. That's going to be a question. Um, we need to make sure that's on all the questions, on all the uh, Sucky podcasts. food segments? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Thanks, guys, for pioneering the way. We talk about everything on here. You know, how you're feeling, the transition, <laughs> the, what brought you here, sucky foods. <laughs> and when you're on the truck by yourself, you're going to eat everything you make because there's nobody else complaining about it. You're oh, hungry enough, man. You eat your shoe. <laughs> the nice true. thing about it is you can tell everybody it was amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Look, at, so, look at this picture. <laughs> so for your crock pot, do you use the crock pot liners? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Less think, clean up, the better. Oh, my gosh. Because then you just take up that liner, throw in the trash, done. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. And then your truck smells like food for the next eight hours. <laughs> Have you ever heard of those drivers that put the cans? Remember, like the lunchbox little, uh, you put the water, the steam pan, they put the canned food in there and it explodes while they're driving. They get third degree burns of oh, like beef stew. Yeah. Uh, you don't open it first so it doesn't explode? No, that would be the <clears throat> smart way. Oh, that sounds wow. awful. When yeah. I was stationed in Alaska, if I can take a second here. Sorry, what, Rick, we're, we're at out of time. In Alaska. <laughs> I was at Ielson, which is uh, just outside of North Pole, okay. uh, Fairbanks. Uh, so I'm, I was born in Fairbanks. Were you really? Yeah, at Fort Rain- Wainwright. Oh, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. Wainwright was a better place. Um, but when we were clearing the runways, we didn't have time to stop for meals. They'd bring meals out to us, and they were always just cold hoagies or whatever, you know, whatever they had. So we'd wrap them in foil, and we'd put them on the hood of our four dump trucks <laughs> with the plows on the front, you know, and then oh, we'd no. take a break at the end of the runway, piping hot. That was our crock pot. That sounds really good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You just throw them in the engine. It works. Going. As long as you don't hit any bumps, you're good. Right? <laughs> if you hit a bump, well, dinner's dinner's run. There you go. There's a lot. Well, we've had sucky food segments, Linda. I think we need to talk about, you know, Rick drives a, a pretty special truck here within the company and we've been sitting here talking about geography lessons his feelings what he (laughs) eats and stuff but i think you need to get down to the brass tacks over here that's right and so you are the 
the driver of our memorial truck. Yes. Lucky recipient. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, um, you went, uh, you obviously went from a red truck into this new truck. What's the difference between, like, how, how, how has it changed you when you're driving in this truck versus people passing by or stopping in? How is it? Um, I would say while I'm driving, it, you get a little less notice because everybody's going the same direction. You know what I mean? I still, I, I get a lot of kids that are putting their hand out the window and that, that makes me feel giddy. But, uh, you know, when I'm pulling into shippers, when I'm pulling into parking lots, people notice and they follow me. Yeah. I'll, I'll get these nice old veterans that'll come in with their, with their old hat, you know, like the veteran hats and stuff like that. And they'll come take pictures. They'll ask first and stuff like that. And you know what I mean? And so it's, it doesn't turn into a recruiting thing. It just turns into like, you know, being with the people and, you know, like this is for you. You know what I mean? I, I, I have to explain, I have to explain that, but I explained to them that, you know, these trucks are out here representing you, you know, the welcome home truck, you know, the, you know, the, the wounded warrior truck, basically. And, and you know, the, the name hero on there is not the driver. It's it's everybody that it represents. You know, it represents him. It, I mean, all we're birds. all out here. Yeah. You know, and it, it, resem- it represents all those before us, especially my truck. And after doing Arlington, uh, Reese Across America in 2019, seeing that design come around the corner when I received it and uh getting the keys from Chris uh, yeah it it broke me down honestly and you know I've tried to hold that that same feeling all the way through when I'm going down the road I realize that you know none of this would be possible without those folks that are on the on the on the design you know those names on the wall and uh yeah it it definitely carries you through you know whether you have troubles with the truck or not, you're still representing something. You know, your day-to-day life is, you know, has that nice mirage of, of what you represent out there. And it, it makes your day a lot better. Yeah. You know. It's got to make you happy when you walk out to it. Absolutely. It makes me happy you know. when I see them um, on the roads. Like, I just, I don't know, you just feel proud. Yeah. Like, um, you feel thankful to you know, to live in this great country. Oh, yeah. I, when I meet those night drivers that only see it in pictures on Facebook or the ones that um, got to see this one, this one, and this one, but I was the last one, Yeah. you know what I mean? It, it always makes me feel kind of good about that. And then, you know, when we started putting the pins in the trailers, you know, once in a while that little that little gift comes back to you and you're just like, oh, you found one. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we try to do little stuff like that and, you know, I'd, I'd like to try to do more stuff like that in the future just to bring people's awareness and maybe have fun with it a little bit. So um, I don't know <clears> if you're aware, Will, but they're, um, you know, the fleet of heroes, everybody has their own pen, right? And they're sticking them in the, in the box for Permit the trailer. Yeah, so yeah. when the next guy comes to the trailer, they open a box, boom, there's the pen. So. I've seen the trucks and they're very cool. I just have to ask this over here. Are you scared? If you're driving I out am. somewhere, I mean, you take great pride in your truck. I mm-hmm. see it all the time. What would you do if a deer or something ever <laughs> hit you? <laughs> oh. I mean, isn't that on your mind all the time? Because, I mean, there's lots of deers that are possibly attracted to these fleet of hero trucks, you know? I've been lucky until this week. I can tell you that much. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Oh, so Too it has soon. happened. How yeah. did you feel when your when your baby that you've been driving around, being an ambassador of this fleet of heroes program that we have? How did you feel when that deer tried taking well, you out? I can tell you this much: <laughs> the first time I got a little rock nick on the hood, I, I shed a tear. <laughs> so. This one I just had to pull over and just turn everything <laughs> off. Just breathe. Take a moment. Just yeah. I'll call somebody in a minute. Just give me a second. And yeah, it, it was heartbreaking. And I'm pretty sure he walked away too. Oh, really? You know, I'm pretty sure I just booped him in the butt and he walked walked the rest of the way across. Yeah. Because oh. I only hit him on the very corner. 
I wasn't T-boned like somebody else. Oh, so you, yeah, do like know that the, you do know that the other ones have had the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chris got T-boned. Yep. By a deer. By a deer. By a deer. Yeah. And so, he's still down. <laughs> I don't think that deer made it, though. Yeah, no. Hopefully he brings it back. <laughs> uh, have a no. tag for it? Yeah, right? <laughs> it's only fair. It's only fair. Um, yeah, no, this little guy, I mean, I was awake for 15 minutes when I did it. And literally, like, he swerved this way, this way, and I went this way, this way. And, yeah, he just barely got away. And, uh, yeah, I just. So you were still wiping the eye boogers out, and you took out this deer. I've still got wow. some hair on the truck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I got lucky. Compared to a lot of other folks, uh, we, we've had drivers in this company that were magnets. So... <laughs> I wanted to ask that because of all the hard work and effort that goes into these vehicle yeah. trucks. I helped Linda go over there and drive them over and bring them back. And I'm like, man, they look spectacular. And when I heard the story of not just one, but all three, I was like, what are the odds? Yeah. Yeah. We got one more that's free and clear right now. Right. Yes. Um, but you know what? I, I can tell you this much. He ducked down a little bit because he didn't hit one bit of the design. Oh, no, so, none of it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Just below the headlight. So, yeah, we're good. We're good. Which is nice. Yeah. But not for Chris. No. He rammed right into the side. Right. So I had to put a deer mark <clears throat> on the side of Chris's truck, like those markings. The one, check? Yeah, one? one for Chris. <laughs> yeah. We'll put Chris, deer, one. <laughs> I'll, I'll start looking for Rudolph. <clears throat> yeah. That's no, awesome. I, I, I kind of pride myself on, on not running into those issues. And this year it was just one of those things. You know, what are you going to do? The year of the deer. Yeah. The year, the year of the year deer. Of the deer. <laughs> well, guys, hey, man, I have, this has been a great episode for me learning you as a recruiter. Uh, Dave, I never even met him until what, yesterday afternoon. Yesterday. And uh, what better person to have over here to compliment you? Uh, Rick, as a veteran Absolutely. driver with our company, and Absolutely. Dave, you as a veteran recruiter. Man, I've learned a lot of, about both of you. And, uh, man, Rick, I just wish you many more years of success out there on the road. And, uh, Rick, no, this Dave, is Dave, that uh, <laughs> finding more guys like Rick out there in the field and market to help share the message. And, yeah. uh, Rick, you as well, man, you are a uh, recruiter as well. So uh, thank you both. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Yep. Absolutely. I hope uh, – Fort Bragg, you bring us lots of uh Yeah, lots I'm of super soldiers. excited about that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then we're doing another one here in uh at um the Cardinal Stadium in December. Okay. Uh that's designed for veterans. Mm-hmm. That's uh, uh through a company called uh, Recruit Military. Okay. And uh so we'll have one of our trucks out there too. And uh that'll be, say, that'll be fun, yeah. You need some eye candy, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. You got um um at Bragg you got Pope <clears throat> is there too, Pope Air Force Base, you can have <clears throat> both of them. Yep. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, and then in January we'll be at Fort Hood. Nice. Yeah. So. I think you've gone to Fort Hood one. I was at Bliss. Oh, you were at Bliss. Yeah. That was a great time. Yeah. It really was. The work was nothing. You did nothing but just, they just came to you. They want to see the truck. You know what I mean? They want to know about this and this and this. And, you know, I, I was the eye candy. So the Chris, who you will be meeting probably pretty soon, or you, you've talked to, um, was my guy that was in El Paso. Shout out to El Paso, by the way. Ivan, mm-hmm. I told him I'd do that. Um, <laughs> that guy had so much knowledge that I literally stood back and just let him do all the talking. And, you know, these guys came to him because he's Army too. And, you know, the knowledge that he passed on to these folks, he probably got a lot of names and a lot of interest that day. You know, so, yeah, I mean, it, I, I've seen firsthand what he's going to be going through with these other places. It's super easy, you know. All you got to do is show up, and and these guys know how. Once these guys know how easy it is to get out of the military and get into a good job like this, there's no question. Yeah, it's it's easier than the actual military transition itself. So you know, because all that stuff is just a pain. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, it's just going from one thing to another, job hopping until you (laughs) find what you like. We're right here. Yeah. So. Now, as we conclude another episode of Beyond the Rig, you're going to have a few seconds here to look at this camera right here 
and you're going to sell both of you, not together, oh. to all the drivers. <laughs> one closing message for the drivers. Go ahead. Uh, which one? This this one? This one here. I've always wanted to be able the to just do that, to be honest right? with you. That's why I was like, I'm sorry, which one am I looking at? <laughs> um, one message to, to, you know, honestly, come tonight because we have the freight. That's all it really boils down to. You have job security with this company, and that's where we're at. You're going to be having a hometown feel, small company feel with each terminal. Each terminal is going to act like it's a small little family onto itself, but you're supported financially by a huge company that's going to take care of you, take care of your truck, and make sure you're, at, you're where you need to be uh, when you need to be there. Rick? I don't know if I can beat that, but, you know. Bring it home, Rick. Come, come join the family, man. It's already here waiting for you. You know, open arms, open doors. The family, There's, I like that. The family. Welcome home. Welcome home. Night. Yeah, hashtag we are night. Well, I don't know about you, Will, but I feel, I mean, I feel like this no, segment is... Eating? You feel like eating after that's all we talked about was food on this segment? So I did feel like eating, but don't you feel a sense of pride? Like, I feel like... I do. Yeah, like, don't you just want to scream America? America. America. Yeah, like, Truck feel on like that? America. Yeah. Like <laughs> right? I'm excited. Yeah. Keep trucking. Keep trucking America. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Rick and David, thank you so much for joining Will and I and putting up with the torment from Oh, you from almost, Will. you almost <laughs> did what I did. You looked at one and called him the other. Thanks for blasting me over there. Hey, but I, I did, did it, but she didn't. But I did right? it <laughs> because I looked at him first, <laughs> but you were thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready to wrap this thing up? Let's do it. Let's do it. And guys, thank you. It's been a fun episode over here for anyone out there listening to us. Uh, we need more subscribers. We need more followers. Yes. Uh, we need people on YouTube, Spotify. Where else can they find us? Uh, Instagram, Hi. Facebook, you name it. We're Anywhere. There. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll talk to you uh, next time. See you later at the next episode. Of Beyond the Rig. Keep trucking, America. Bye. We enjoyed bringing this show to you, and we hope you had fun along the way, too. We're going 1010 for now, but you can catch us on the side on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beyond the Rig and Drive Night. Until next time, be safe out there and keep trucking.